are back, yeah, with another episode of Fubar. Good to be back during the holiday season. I wonder if the folks will get this uh, episode on the new year. They will Ooh, definitely get this episode yeah. in 2020. We'll, we'll sprinkle some holiday cheer if you didn't get any. That way when you listen to this podcast, you'll get some of it. Uh, we have a great guest with us. He's, uh, he's a part of our tribe, literally, because he lives with us. Uh, we have, right. if you want to disclose your name. You don't have to, though. Fubar's anonymous. So we'll keep it off of Fubar. All right. All right. We'll, like we'll say he lives close to us. We'll put it that way. Okay. Well, uh, I got a couple short Fubar stories. Go ahead. They're really, really short, but they're old school military stories. And uh, some, some of them are not bad Fubars, but I think they still need to be told. So one of them is, uh, goes back to 1943. Master Sergeant John Hasbrock of Buffalo Center, Iowa, received a three-day pass to marry a corporal before he went overseas. They lost track of each other until one night in France. He made a convoy to the front lines and went to a farmhouse to spend the night. There he unexpectedly ran into his wife on the exact day and hour of their wedding one year earlier. Whoa. Yeah. That's pretty insane. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. And then uh, I got another one. This one's from World War II. Gunner's mate, Alan C. Hain, was saved not once, not twice, but three times by his equipment in three minutes. First one was when his boat, the Juno, was sunk by a Japanese submarine. His life was saved by his helmet, which was crushed, and his skull fractured too, but he was okay. Two minutes later, he sank with that same ship, but his life jacket brought him up to the surface, where he was once again saved by another piece of equipment, which was his raft. And... Um, he was the only one, the only survivor of 12 men on that raft. PPE works. Right? PPE works. Yeah. And then, so, this last one that I'm going to tell, this is from Private Leo Carrera of the 6th Armored Division. He was truly an indestructible man. A German bomb destroyed his half-track and killed 12 men, and only Private Carrera escaped. Although he was badly wounded... His sergeant tried to save him, and his sergeant was killed. His lieutenant tried to save him, and he also was killed. And then last but not least, his litter bearer tried to save him, and he also was killed. Yeah, that's kind of... Uh, wow. That's definitely, to allude back to an, an old episode, man, you, you thought Bad Luck Bobby was bad. <laughs> yeah, this guy, man. Everyone around him just got killed. It's crazy. I think that just goes to show kind of highlight the the dedication of service that you see somebody that needs saving and it's literally just there man after man after man let's keep trying yeah just right. back to back just non-stop people trying to come over and help them out why not why not yeah. um my foobar is a little cheesy uh more more of a hey this kind of stuck in my mind foobar um for anybody that was in Djibouti uh this was Djibouti around 2008 2007 2008 um happy holidays to those that spent time in Djibouti if you remember there was a uh teepee a, like a legit teepee that was put out for Thanksgiving um you know the whole iconic Indian teepee kind of a thing 
Uh, funny enough for us, we thought that was the last we'd see of it, and then roll like two months later into December and for Christmas, the MWR had put up the same teepee, um, but they had like spray painted over it badly, and you could still see like the original half moon and thunder teepee designs underneath, uh, but it was just like tried to get it. It was tried to be painted over uh, with spray with uh, green spray paint to look like a tree. Um, so to anybody out there in Djibouti that remembers that, hey, happy holidays. Make sure to reach out to your friends. Uh, it's a good time to check in on them. Not everybody has uh, a Merry Christmas or, or a Happy Hanukkah um, or whatever holiday is that they celebrate. Or maybe they don't celebrate a holiday, and that's why you need to reach out to them and say, hey, what are you doing? Come out. Come hang out. Come be a pal. Come do something. Um, so, yeah, cheers uh, Cheers to those enjoying the holidays. Indeed. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Hey. Oh, both of us, both of us got it. Cheers the mic. Cheers the mic, boys. <laughs> uh, That's for the listeners. Mine's more of a stupid pre-deployment story about not sealing boots. Okay. And, uh, or I guess, boots with legs in them. And uh, so I guess we were, before, I think my first deployment, we were out there with two detachments uh, doing some targeting classes, a couple other classes. Uh, and for a little background, what, what was your job uh, at this time, and, and who were you in the in the service? I was a PSYOP guy back then, uh, psychological operations for the Army. Um, we were deploying as two separate detachments going to different areas of Afghanistan. And when we weren't doing our training, having uh, people come in and give us specific classes, uh, there's this nice little place at Fort Hunter Liggett over by Paso Robles. They have the Hacienda. Uh, over by the gate and at this given hacienda there was a prosthetic leg with a boot on it right behind the bar you know front center everybody could see it had been there for as long as anybody could remember was and, it a uh, service member's leg it was but it's not what you would think okay there's <laughs> a, a stupid twist at the end so i, like I happened to not go out this night it was a long day i was sleeping i get woken up around two in the morning everybody comes in like rick 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 you have to shave and you know being pre-deployment we all have disgusting mustaches going (laughs) and we all look exactly the same i guess one of the guys met a girl and they were talking it turned out that she told him he wouldn't drink out of his prosthetic leg so he steals the prosthetic leg and he's (laughs) (laughs) so he could chug out of it right uh, well, the bartender saw him and called the, the base police, and so they knew <laughs> some of the people in the unit. They kind of knew, you know, what barracks were staying and kind of thing. So two or three of the guys came back, told everybody that they had to shave because all they said <laughs> is, hey, it looks like a Mexican with a mustache. <laughs> and the guy who stole it wasn't even a Mexican. He's like a, like a Hawaiian guy. Yeah. Uh, but he has a mustache, and he looked just like this other Mexican dude we had. So they, they ended up getting the wrong guy. He's in the, the wrong guy's in the back of the police car. Oh, damn. Our, uh, our then major comes out, and he's like, he's pretending to like to smoke us. He kind of knew what had happened, and, and he ends up working out a deal with them. Of like, hey, if I can walk into this, these barracks and come out with a boot, will you stop asking questions about who did this? And so he ends up saving <laughs> it for awesome. us. He, he, he wheels and deals with them, and... And the boot ends up coming out. They return it. And after everything's said and done, we're all just hanging out, having some more beers and, uh, in the parking lot. And one of the guys comes over, and he's trying to, he's trying to give everybody a hard time. He's like, hey, you know, that's uh, First Sergeant so-and-so's leg. He lost it. 
in uh, in Afghanistan, this and that, and it, ter- it turns out that it wasn't it wasn't service related, or it was like a, a car accident. Yeah, um, wasn't service related, and it was it was given to the bar uh, for completely separate reasons. And our sergeant major actually knew the guy. Okay, who belonged to. So it just in this turnabout way, just ended up being like a, a small world kind of thing. But now they don't really like our kind at the hacienda. So Aww. don't steal boots. <laughs> Chug out of prosthetic legs. I thought it was funny when you first said, if we can get any boot to come out of the barracks, I'm like, somebody getting sacrificed for this? Like, is somebody going to take the blame? <laughs> Some boot. Some boot to Funny. take the blame. Cheers. So, don't steal boots. Cheers to not stealing boots. Cheers, boys. Hey, so, uh, you know, we can, of course, cut this out, but um, what about your story with uh, the 203? Oh, can, can you tell that, or can we uh, not tell that? Sure. I was going to say, keep in mind you dropped your name, by the way. Oh, that's true. We'll have to edit that out. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, this was my first firefight in Afghanistan. Uh, This was, I just got done with uh, 3-5 Marines uh, in Sangin. This was 2011, and we went over to the Georgian liaison team up the hill. And uh, my first firefight in this area, we ended up completely getting ambushed from the left side. And there's a groove of trees to the left side, and I didn't realize how sensitive 40 mic bike rounds are. I guess once they spin, they're armed. They'll go <laughs> off with almost anything. So I didn't know this. I learned never going to happen again. Yeah. So I'm trying to shoot uh, between some trees at somebody on the other side of this field. And I it hit the smallest goddamn twig on a tree, like not a big branch or anything, and it just went, you know, it, it ended it up did its thing. It, not where you wanted it to, to yeah. say the least. <laughs> so we had uh, we had two guys with us, uh, pretty high ranking guys, and they were they were freaking out at first. They're like, dude, did you see that? They're putting IDs in the tree, this and that. And so it was one of those moments where I was like, all right, guys, hey. Uh, I have some explaining to do. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm an idiot, right? And uh, I shot the tree. So, you know, let it be noted, don't shoot between trees with the 203. Aw. Dude. Next time, next time you'll just get more uh, range time with a little chalk. Yeah, I mean, chalk bombs. I got plenty of experience later on in that deployment. And it was was a busy deployment. So I I learned real quick. it was just a dumb mistake, kind of fog of war thing. Didn't think about how sensitive the round would be. Not, I thought I could, I could make it work out, you know. <laughs> make it work until it doesn't. Right on, right on. That's right. Well, uh, here's to uh, to them still going off yeah. when they need to, though. <laughs> to them 203s. Cheers, boys. Cheers. We're back with uh, my brother. Mr. Shane Shermer. Hello, hello. Yeah. How are you? Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the hospitality. You're welcome, man. Well, we'll keep feeding you the drinks. We just want to hear these stories. Uh. Nate's, <laughs> Nate's described you as a hell of a brother. Uh, he's given us a few teaser stories throughout the episodes of, of what you guys have gotten into. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see which ones you remember that he doesn't. <laughs> I remember a lot. I remember <laughs> a lot. You know, uh, my brother and I and my uh, cousin Christina, we... We grew up together since, well, obviously day one. We were, you know, together since. My cousin's uh, Christina, her fondest memory of us, or first memory was us saying, I'm 2-2. 
because we're only a couple months apart. So that's what stuck with us just growing up together. So our memory goes back far. Aww. But the FUBAR story is, yeah. Like we said, we were talking before about accidents. My, I got a car accident with a friend of mine. Uh, it was, his name is Greg Stebbins. <laughs> Him and his brothers, there were three of them, the Stebbins brothers, in, throughout this uh, small town high school, they were the tough guys. Blah, they were blah, the blah. pricks. The pricks, yeah. <laughs> but the, I, the brother rivals, yeah. I guess. So they were the ones here. that yeah. everybody, like, yeah. So uh, this Greg Stebbins and I, we were friends from day one. Not a lot of people knew this. Even his brother Brent didn't know this. All right. So his brother Brent was the big bully of this, the town and this and that. But so Greg came by to my house and picked me up and to take us up to sock to pick up Nathan's girlfriend. And how so old were you at this time? <laughs> we were very young. Like 13, 14? We were, uh... You shouldn't have been driving young? Yeah. We were, <laughs> what, how? Shoot. Well, we Greg were, was old enough to drive. He was old enough to drive. He had his license. Um, I, but we were like brothers, Greg and I. That's why he picked me up and my younger brother, uh, my younger friend, Chris Croslin. So we were all having like a little cool party, and I, Nathan's girlfriend wanted to come down to hang out in the party and blah, blah, blah. And so I'm like, Greg picks us up and- Side caveat, him. I think uh, she ended up getting with you. Well, that was, <laughs> that was, I was, what a I, was I was working towards that point <laughs> of the story. The reason she called Details. me is because she liked me and we, we messed around a little bit behind, behind Nathan's back. Oh, we, that's how me and Nathan, we, we had this thing about we would co compete against girlfriends. It ever no, it's never a compete. Well, I would get him and then he would steal him. No, it started. <laughs> I well, it started because Nathan back here in San Diego, I had this girlfriend, all right, um, in middle school, and Nathan stole her from me. <laughs> yeah, and but we were so good friends. I was just like brushed it off, and we, we I picked on her for it, and like oh, blue 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 blue, you know, made little jokes like, ah, oh, you're gonna have Nathan, my brother's baby in your belly, about <laughs> you know that those little things, you know, you know middle school yeah, yeah. things and uh what, what, but what was cool but yeah, yeah so it, i think to to add to it i think uh <laughs> when he would have a girlfriend they would leave him for me and then i would have a girlfriend they yeah. would leave me for him that's wild. It's, yeah it's funny it happened i mean not all the time but it happened so <laughs> so you guys were on the way to pick up nathan's yeah. girlfriend so like i but said you were picking her up Greg first. Stebbins <laughs> was the older brother all right he picks us up brent was the middle brother all right and uh Josh was the youngest brother of this, the, the, the crew, you know, whatever. And my buddy in the back seat, he goes, Brent. He calls the driver, Brent. Buddy. We were talking, he called him Brent. And Greg's got pissed. He's like, Shane, take the wheel. He, <laughs> I'm like, what? He leans back without me even having my hand on the wheel. And he's like, he's punching him. Like, who'd you call me, Brent? And I'm like, grabbing the wheel. We spin out of control. We do a freaking 360. And Greg grabs the wheel and looks right at me. He's like, holy shit. We all like. I thought you had the wheel. Chris, <laughs> right away, he's like, fuck you guys. He laid down 
and buckled himself in. He strapped. <laughs> he seriously laid in the back seat, strapped. He, he buckled his feet in, and then he buckled, buckled, <laughs> and then so we're like, well, whatever, we're cool. Like I said, Greg was tripping his ass off. I didn't know he was tripping on acid. <laughs> so. He was a hell of a driver, apparently. Ass, but I'm like, you know, he, so that's maybe that's why he was so emotional when he called him Brent. <laughs> so he did it again. We're driving down the end, and we're, you know, Greg and I are talking, blah blah, and uh, freaking Chris back strapped in. He was seriously <laughs> laid down, strapped in. He we're arguing about something. He's like, "Shut the hell up, Brent!" And he's like, "That's it!" And he's like, hold the wheel. And wham, back singing, we know, we go flipping around. We crash two light poles Ooh. and we end up in a farmer's freaking yard. No Car shit. Car totaled. Yup. And we're uh, sitting horizontal, okay? So passenger seat. And we climb out the drive, driver's uh, door. And Greg and I are conscious. And I slap my face in the windshield. I'm we're all bloody, like his you face, know. It's like <laughs> to add to this, I remember this. His face. We never thought his face would be the same. He literally looked. I. Two he literally later, looked like pushed, Freddy Krueger. I really? pushed yeah. glass out of my skin two months later. Oh. I was like, oh my god, they missed one. Yeah. Anyway, it was bad. So we climb up and we're standing on top of the car while the car is sitting on the passenger. You know, the driver's side passenger. You know, it's horizontal. And we're like, fuck, Chris. And open the door. He's still strapped into the <laughs> seat. So the he's like this. One. Yeah, so we were like, holy shit. But he's unconscious. So he freaking whacked his head. He flung and whacked his head on the driver, on the, the seat. So he had a big concussion. He was knocked out. So we had to unfucking strap him. And Three I times. seriously, I had, to, <laughs> I had to pull him up by his head. <laughs> it was weird. It's like I gave birth. That car gave birth to freaking him, you know. And I, this this I, is oh, Mumbai. <laughs> I, I pulled him up. We, we had to carry him. I threw him on my shoulders. This was like holy shit. I there's there's I paramedics this. listening to this rolling over right oh, now. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. whoever this scene was, was, this was back. Shit, how long? That was a long time ago. I was, you know, but. They paramedics, they were like, holy shit. So we, we get out. I threw I had to throw them over my shoulders, and we had to walk over uh, freaking live. Uh, uh, there was a telephone. We hit two telephone downed poles. It, yeah. So they're, they're snapping, and we had to crawl, you know. <laughs> oh, live wires? Live wires. We climb over that, and we walk up to the farm. And the farm calls people, and my buddy Greg's like, oh, we got to get out of here. They're going. <laughs> so we're like, oh, whatever. And uh, anyway, we, we, yeah, that was the, that was a crazy <laughs> night. We ended the hospital, you know, and yeah. So you didn't. So, so you didn't Nate didn't... never went on a date that night. No, never, we never oh. picked her up. She was probably like, that's probably why you guys and your relationships are <laughs> my fault. I'm sorry. I never even thought about it. Like, she's like, shit, that asshole stood me up. They're that late. They're so late. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. Good stuff. Good stuff. So there was one other time that I got hit by a car. <laughs> oh, yeah. Another one. I woke up in the hospital three days later. Ooh. So I was, uh, this was in my, the height, or not the height, but the beginning of my, I used to work out 
a lot. I used to be, I used to be in shape. I look fat now. You, you look yeah. like you're still a little sturdy. Yeah, That's yeah. because I was no, doing weight. serious bodybuilding. <laughs> I was 220, solid muscle before. Now I'm, uh, I'm 200. I weighed, two, I, I gained 200, 25 pounds in the last <laughs> two months. But uh, it's all in my midsection now. <laughs> but uh, I was, I started working out a lot, and so I'm a, I was a big guy, and my, I'm driving home. It was bar time. I'm drunk. I was wasted and a girlfriend at the time takes me home and I get a text from our sister she's like hey I'm in the same uh, I, I'm close to your house in the same there was three uh, apartment complexes she was in one of them whatever one of her co-workers work was she was with them I'm like all right cool I'm like yeah whatever I, hour later I it's bar time we got started heading home I get to the parking complex and I hear this woman fighting up with this guy about a purse. She's like, Give me my purse back. I'm like, oh, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm like it's time to boot, beat some ass. And my, I, I, I was just dating this girl like a few weeks into it. So it's like, I'm going to be a hero in front of her. And I'm a mass, I'm a freaking beast. So I run over and there's this, and it's my sister. It's our sister, Tana with her boyfriend and the last conversation before I knocked him out was that where's my big give me my purse so I thought I'm, I'm running up and I see it's my sister it's her boyfriend never met this guy before and I just <laughs> you're about bam, to I'm, I knocked him out one punch boom flattened him and then here comes his friend out of the apartment building they were, I guess they're all leaving they were having some big fight and they're breaking up whatever you know, and here he comes out. He's like, holy shit, you just knocked my friend out. He grabs a pool stick out of his car and comes at me. And I'm like, awesome. <laughs> I, I seriously, I rip my shirt off and I'm like, it's go time. And he just like, fuck it, drops his stick and jumps in his car and then comes at me and tries to run me over. And I jump out of the way, he backs up, comes at me again. Jump out of the way. He backs up and just leaves the parking lot. You Wisconsin Once. guys are freaking crazy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then he's like, fuck it, I'm going to leave the parking lot. And he's leaving the parking lot, and he fucking hit me, dragged me for 40 feet. I woke up three days in the hospital, three days oh. later. Luckily, they were able to catch the guy because there was neighbors watching this whole scene before I even came, walked in up, being thinking drunken superhero. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they, the cops are already on the scene, on the way before I even walked up and said, I'm fucking Superman. You know, look at my eyesight. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, I, yeah. That was a. So did the uh, purse get returned? Huh? Did the purse get returned? Yeah, which was stupid. They were just fighting over whose car it was in. I don't uh, know. Who knows? Something stupid. But my drunken thing running over here in a I woman. like that, though. Yeah, you were like, that's yeah, the like, oh, this is, yeah. I mean, any man, you know, every man thinking that hearing a woman in distress, you're like, shit, hell yeah. But then running already in distress and seeing, shit, it's your family member, you're like, boof. Yeah. Hulk mode times too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe if I had some common sense, I would have stopped and never would have gotten hit by the car. Hey, dude, hey man, you, like, you oh, dodged hey, it three yeah. times. You maybe said you like dodged it three you. times. Uh, maybe being drunk helped you. You know when they say like exactly. if you're gonna get in an accident, just like be loose, don't yep, be super right. stiff. Yeah. You know, thanks True. alcohol. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks alcohol. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you dodged it three times, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh. 
Well, cheers. Cheers to the food bar. To missing cars. <laughs> oh, I got plenty of other stories. I don't know how long you want to go for it tonight. But That's up to you, man. Let's, uh, huh. That was that was a good one. Unless you're on a time crunch to go somewhere, that that was two good ones. No, I don't have a time crunch. No. Um, well, I mean, I do. Yes, I guess. All right, let's. let's I, I have a flight at four in the morning, so I guess <laughs> or six in the morning. So I say gonna... this last one is good, and then <laughs> let's have you tell one more if you got one. If you got one uh, on tap. Okay, let's see. You got another uh, automotive story? Automotive? You want to, okay, what, uh, did you want to, you want to hear old time stuff, how, how we grew up in Wisconsin? It's, okay, so this is, I was probably 18, 17, all right? We weren't legal, legal age. In Wisconsin, you always had house parties. And you know, and and in our times, you we we went county to county, all right. So we knew the Wanakee boys, the Dane boys, the Lodi boys, the Madison boys. It'd be county county parties, you know. So if you had a house party, you you'd always find other guys from counties coming home, you know, and like oh, those are your cousins, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so there was this one time we were. Uh, <laughs> We were totally fucked up. This is my buddy Zach Mitchell had this place in Lodi, and my buddy Dan Brown was there. Um, let's see, Matt Bannon was there. Matt Bannon's cousin showed up, and so those are the guys that that started this whole brawl. We had this brawl, um, but you're having a big, huge house party, all right? So. And we're all drunk and this and that. And um, Matt Bannon's cousins rolled up. And messed up thing is, one his cousin was Tony, the guy that dated my sister. And I ended up knocking that guy out. The story I just told you about. So before we even knew me or knew my sister dated him, him and his buddies showed up to... Matt Bannon's house and to beat the shit out of my buddy Chris Crawlson. Okay? So Chris Crawlson runs in the house and all bloody as fuck. And he's like, hey, I just got my ass whooped. These guys are in the car. I'm like, what the hell? I go out and there's these guys chewing in the car. Four dudes sitting in the car, like laughing it off. They just beat my best friend up, you know? So I pick up a bike. I walk up to the driver. I'm like, you guys, I lifted the car up, the bike over my freaking head. And I'm like, you guys pull out of here right now. I'm going to smash this freaking bike right through your windshield. He's like, oh, yeah? They all jump out of their car. Right, right, And right. surround me. And I'm like, <laughs> this, is the, this is the cool thing is I was fearless growing up. We had a crazy stepdad that taught us jujitsu when we were young and this and that. So I have four guys surrounding me, and I'm like, this is go time. <laughs> so <laughs> I take one guy, the biggest guy, I push the spokes of the bike right into him. He's knocked down. Next guy, wham, one punch left, one punch right. One guy gets me, grabs me his shirt, by my shirt, I duck out. Right out of the, <laughs> it, was like, it was like ninja style. I duck out of the shirt and 
jump my ass, run my ass as fast as I can into the house and shut the fucking door. <laughs> like, fucking <laughs> you were like three for all there. You no, they the were. They had, they had me. By that time, when I, I finally ducked out of my shirt, they were on top of me. I'm like, vroom, vroom, vroom. I freaking run. And I'm like, Dan, Bill. I'm like, Dan, get your ass up here. That motherfucker was getting high and shit. He's down, <laughs> downstairs. I'm like, get up there. There's some more guys. You know, so and he's like, no, fuck that, man. I'm getting high. <laughs> so I'm like, holy shit. I run upstairs. And luckily, Zach had a fucking uh, samurai sword. On the, yeah, I'm not joking. He had a samurai sword on the fire mantle. So I freaking grabbed that. Shing! I opened it. I'm like, hey kick that fucking door open. They kick the door open. There those guys are. I'm like, you want to go? And they <laughs> fucking ran. I chased them to the freaking car. I'm not joking. This is freaking... That was badass. I want to go so. to Wisconsin again now. <laughs> Shit. I've been once. I, I heard it's a lawless land ruled by snowmobiles. I want to go again. <laughs> I want to go again. But we had good times growing up, you know. Nothing like it is now, I guess. You know, kids who are <laughs> playing video games. It'd be cool to experience that in video games, but there's some of us that actually didn't. <laughs> right now, now I get why Nate is like so anxious to go to TJ every time. He's like, yeah, fuck it, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds me of Wisconsin. It's a, it's a drive away. <laughs> I have my passport ready. Hey, let's go. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, here's to uh, another food bar. And TJ.